0: A man who spends hours in hardware stores sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Sutcheray. Rads, go ahead. Thank you for waiting. Rads.
1: You got to punch him up, sir. Oh,
0: Rads?
2: Yes, sir. Go ahead, please. Uh, Summit crosses Snelling, as it does almost every major intersection along that entire stretch. Mm -hmm. The accident occurred because he came downhill into the intersection against a yellow light, which he may be able to do. Mm
0: -hmm. How do you know, Rads? How do you know this?
2: It was reported in one of the uh, the news sources that a witness had seen him go in on on a yellow. But you cannot uh, pr- protect every intersection. They're going to go in. Just you can't unless you build a bridge over it. You're sharing that road. Right. So that's my thoughts. Thank you. Yep. Yeah.
0: I don't know.
3: Well, I did not see it. So until we're you know crystal clear and I see a report with my own
0: eyes, it's tough to speculate. Well, Rads is a reliable. Oh soul. no, I know. I, I, mean... I, I sure
3: trust <laughs> but verify. Right. right yeah.
0: Here. <sighs> I guess in a dark way I'm have become entirely fascinated with the destroyed academy. Mm-hmm. Because I think it's undeniable that you can see the ripple effects of it throughout culture. You know, I'm going to sue the baseball coach cuz he told me to slide and it, it's it's the, the less discipline and and rigor Applied to the pursuits of the academy, uh, the more likely you are going to find lesser and lesser individuals, okay, not as fully developed as they should be. But I'm this one. I don't know what to make of this. This is from Cornell University. Hey, Cornell University student Letitia Chai wore only her underwear during a presentation of her senior thesis. And this was in protest of a college professor who questioned her choice of clothing before she removed her clothing. Cornell University student Letitia Chai protested something her professor said about her appearance by wearing nothing but a bra and underpants Mm. during a presentation of her college scholar senior thesis. 28 of the 44 students in attendance on Saturday also removed their clothes to support Chai's protest. This is according to the Cornell Daily Sun, the college paper. Mm. Some of them probably shouldn't have helped out with that protest, huh? Including her. <laughs> Chai appeared angry and was in tears as she disrobed. According to published reports, she had used social media to ask other students to join her. The presentation was also live streamed on her Facebook page. Of course, of course social yeah. media. Yeah, sure, Chai's professor... Allegedly questioned the young woman's choice of clothing when she showed up to class on Wednesday wearing a button-down blue shirt and cut-off jean shorts, according to the campus paper. Chai said the professor asked her if that's what she would really wear as she began her presentation for a class called "Acting in Public Performance in Everyday Life." Hmm. That's a non. That's that's made up. Right. That doesn't mean. What's, anything. What do you do with that? Her presentation was on rehabilitation for displaced people and refugees. Rebecca Major, a performing and media arts professor, allegedly told Chi her shorts were too short and she was making a statement with her wardrobe choice. The course does not have a formal dress code, but it does ask students to dress appropriately for the person they will present, according to the campus paper. I do not tell my students what to wear, nor do I, de- nor do I define for them what constitutes appropriate dress, Major wrote in a statement to the campus paper. I asked them to reflect for themselves and make their own decisions. Major added that a student in another class was asked to remove a cap to comply with the dress code. After hearing what Major said, Chai told the Cornell son, telling someone to take their cap off is not the same thing as telling a girl her shorts are too short. Hmm. Chai also told the student paper that Major allegedly said the shorts would be a distraction for men listening to her presentation.
3: Oh.
0: I'm not responsible for anyone's attention because we are capable of thinking for ourselves and we have agency, Chai said. No idea what that means. A male student in the class reportedly commented that Chai had a moral obligation to dress conservatively for the presentation. At that point, Chai left the classroom and two students followed her to comfort her. Hmm. Were
3: they going to go to the crying room? Crying closet?
0: Virtually. Eleven of the total 14 students in the class wrote a joint statement to the Sun, the Cornell Sun, saying they support Chai's protest. But did not agree with her public account of the incident. The majority of us are students of color from multi-ethnic backgrounds who very much relate to Letitia's frustration with systemic oppression that is part of the fabric of this country. Hmm. We do not want to discredit Letitia's narrative. The students defended the professor saying she has a sincere desire to encourage diversity and inclusion. Major is a gift to Cornell, the statement read, stating that the student felt Chai's post did not adequately represent Major's past and continued advocacy for women and minorities. You realize oh. what this is, don't you? Oh, my God. Messed up. This spoiled brat, there's no other way to put it. Yeah. Is insisting that she cannot be told anything. By anyone in a position of authority, she was, was offended by saying she, she had an obligation, which which she's totally unaware of because the academy has failed. She had an obligation, in my to my way of thinking, of uh, presenting herself appropriately. I get to use professionally, the word, yeah, pre- presenting herself professionally for her senior thesis on what sounds like absolute BS nonsense. Which is neither here nor there, but instead she shows up with uh, the the very short, short, cut off jeans, hot pants, and the professor said, "Are you really going to wear that?" I mean, this is your this is a big this deal. is a job interview. Right. Essentially, this is, this is your senior thesis, and she she has to start crying and needs comfort, and then and then to, and and furthermore strips down to her uh, her drawers in her bra, well, and, and then I'd flunk her. What, what I'd flunk her. What this idiot doesn't realize, also, I mean, imagine a potential employer. I'm assuming that she would be you know applying for a pretty decent job somewhere Cornell's gonna, not a you know Cornell ain't some uh two year school well, you know. but they're gonna find this online. she's never gonna get hired well, we don't know that, but you're right I mean well okay any place well, that does if she two does seconds get hired, of background checks, well, if she does get hired well i wouldn't personally I wouldn't hire her if God, I saw this online, but God if I'm no. the professor. I say get your ass out of here. I don't want you to even give your thesis. You're flunk. You're done. Well, I'd last 2 minutes in the in the failed right, academy. Right. I wouldn't I wouldn't make
3: it. Yeah, cuz the others will probably uh, see that and go, "Oh, let's go to the uh, counselor and let's talk about I
0: was told by a teacher what that my shorts were too short. Therefore, I'm going to cry. I'm going to need comfort. And I'm going to strip down to my <clears throat> underwear to give my presentation. And you don't think these kids have been ruined in part by the failed academy? I mean, she's she must have a drawer full of uh issues that we could unpack here, or right. she might have to unpack someday. But if this is this, if this is what it is, and this is uh you know, campus reform is uh uh really on to this failed academy and uh it sounds to me like it's a case of where the teacher said, you you really got to straighten up your act here for this speech. Trying to help out with yeah. the, again, the social, you
3: know what? This is a, This is the right thing to do. And it this, is not
0: wear hot pants to and, your,
3: this, and this
0: spoiled brat turns this into what she claims is an example of systemic oppression. Lady, you're at Cornell. How have you been oppressed? Right. How is a professor suggesting that you dress better? How does that constitute oppression? It does not. Words mean something. That is not oppression. That is decorum. That is civility. You might not that like is, it. That is. Are you aware of your social contract? And she obviously is aware of none of that. It's just. Uh, that's a crying shame. We're not
1: holding. Not holding.
0: never had
3: a relationship with a tree,
0: Joe Sussure.
4: That way enough. up there,
3: that's that nipple base, way up there, Is Is that it high
0: like this. Oh
5: yeah.
0: Boy, she used to be able to write a song. No
5: yes. I don't know what
3: she's putting out now.
4: Shopping mall aerobics.
3: What what she longing for. And all I
4: was a simple Full life. a simple
0: kind of life. All right. Uh, from the Pioneer Press, John Haidt looked this up. Preliminary, uh, we're back to uh, Mr. Gron and uh, the uh, bicycle accident last Wednesday. Okay. Preliminary. Did I say he was westbound on Snelling? Because, of course, he couldn't have been. The cyclist was westbound on Summit. Yes, it's the only way you can. Yes, going either to, going west or east on going Summit. toward the University of St. Thomas. Preliminary pre- preliminary information indicates the bus may have been turning, and the bicyclist crossing the street, according to police. An investigator told Andy Grun, that would be the uh, that would be uh, Al's son, that witnesses reported his father was traveling west on Summit Avenue. The bus was heading east, and the traffic light was yellow. Well, this doesn't help me. This We don't learn anything from this.
3: Right. Uh, but the bus was turning into was a... Was the bus turning... I, into a... Uh, I taking a left
0: into the northbound So lane. the bus had to be turning to go north on Snelling. That's the picture that I saw. Yep, yeah. And and Al is coming down
3: Summit. which there's a, there's a decline, so he'd be coming down a decline. A little hill there.
0: And, he, yeah. and he's... So I still don't know. I still don't know, Did, uh, maybe maybe Al had the clear uh, yellow in his favor and decided to take it, and uh, maybe the bus driver also thought he had a clear yellow and decided to take it, and boom. I, I don't know. We right. don't know.
3: Well, because it would all happen so fast there as well, and and if, there, if, you, if you're dealing with a yellow light, someone was worried about the red light, whether it was the bicyclist or the bus, Well, that's what
0: we don't know. Well, here's another point. Let's say the cyclists are successful in having some sort of barrier built between themselves and automobiles. Okay. How does that solve what what happened Wednesday? It it would not solve that problem at all because you'd still have to let north and southbound traffic. You still got a traffic traffic. light you have to obey. How does that solve anything what happened Wednesday? It
3: doesn't because you have north and southbound traffic on Snelling that needs to get by, A, a, a walled bicycle lane, would, would end at the uh, crosswalk on the east end of Summit Avenue mm-hmm.
0: to allow cars to go through. Uh, Bill writes on the topic of separated bike lanes, here's what I witnessed Saturday in South Minneapolis. On westbound 26th Street, which is one way westbound, they have a drive lane and a bike lane marked by painted lines and separated by vertical plastic posts. So what do I see? A Chevy SUV heading straight down the bike path. Oh! I wouldn't have thought it would even fit, but it did. I've seen this uh, repeatedly on Pelham. I've seen vehicles inside the plastic bollards on Pelham because a <laughs> moron takes the uh, uh, turn too sharply and finds himself in the middle of the Boom. bike in the bike lane. <laughs> That's. I mean, it's not. I mean, it's not. It's funny if nobody gets hurt. What is that line one, uh, Chris? Uh, Tom from St. Paul. Tom?
4: Hey, Joe. Hi. Uh, just a couple of thoughts on the young lady who stripped down for her thesis.
0: Yeah, she was very upset, uh, Tom. She needed to be comforted in the whole deal.
4: Yeah, so, you know, I'm sure, you know, she did this in the name of empowerment, of course. Mm-hmm. But you and I both know that any males in attendance were having far from empowering thoughts, mm-hmm. for starters. You know, biology is biology. But here's the other thing, mm-hmm. too, and this won't endear me to a lot of people, but you know, there was a time where a female was looked to as kind of a calming factor in our society, Mm -hmm. you know, the kind of nurturing, gentle, motherly type. And I just, you don't have to look far to kind of see what's happened as we've tried to level the playing field. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've never considered it a positive step to have the ladies as coarse as the men. Mm -hmm. Uh, We can kind of see where it's headed. And as always, I have no solutions, but I'm
0: not not pleased with where we're headed. No, I I don't blame you. Thank you. Uh, no, we're headed uh, we're headed in the wrong direction. I just uh, uh, I just can't tolerate anymore these these kids continuing to think that they're suffering, that they're suffering microaggressions or oppression or right. they don't know what suffering is. There are people in this world who are genuinely suffering. And it isn't some crackpot at Cornell with a fake degree she's going to get. That ain't suffering. (laughs) Cornell, you know what Cornell's famous for? What are they uh, famous for? Hotel management degrees. I don't know why I've always known that. I've never wanted to go into the hotel business, but I've always known that Cornell is a very uh, reputable hotel management degree. I wonder who went there (laughs) where you would have found that out. I don't know. But I think it's a feather in your cap when you show up at the plaza in New York and look for a job if you can show them you, that you've got a hotel management degree from Cornell. Have you noticed this, too? The offsite, uh, chief offsite correspondent pointed this out. Much of the failures in the academy that we've witnessed since we got onto to this mm-hmm. have come from the Ivy League. Much yeah. of the failures have come from the Ivy League.
3: Yeah, you're right. We've had uh, Harvard, well, all of them, a, a lot of them. Yeah.
0: Uh, and the Ivy League, of course, these are the most expensive schools uh, in the country. One more reason that uh, Letitia uh, Chai uh, is oppressed, I guess. Maybe she's got a lot of loans.
3: Uh, if she's going to Cornell, she's paying a lot of money. I wonder what it,
0: what's the Cornell uh, tuition. Cornell, I believe, is in Ithaca, New York. All right. Want to verify that for me to see how well my memory is working?
3: Cornell is Ithaca, New York, mm-hmm. founded in 1865.
5: What about Dartmouth?
0: Dartmouth is in Hanover, New Hampshire. Look at you. You got a grad around here in to Dartmouth? Mm-hmm. I believe it's Hanover, New Hampshire. Double-check me on that. Bought it. hmm Admissions, admissions. What? Yale, uh, New Haven, Connecticut, New and Harvard, ha- Boston. Uh, you like maps. I do. I love the maps for the Googles. Why don't we return shortly? Okay. But now thanks to our great friends in Owatonna, Minnesota, at Federated Insurance where it's their business to protect your business, and nobody does that better than Federated. It's Bruce Vale from the Wall Street Journal in Your Money Now.
5: You know, I am upset by so many things these days. I went out and got a comfort opossum. Did you really? Yeah, I call that him a therapy deal? Yeah, yeah, I pet him. He yeah. bites back, you know, but... Uh... <laughs> I <laughs> get used to it yeah, after yeah, a while. you
0: do. You got them on a little leash? Well, a small one, yeah. yeah
5: all right. Yeah. Uh, we are looking at some gains today. The Dow Jones Industrial Average uh, looking to post a gain for the eighth straight day, but the overall broader market was mixed a while back. Now we're on the plus side. The Dow is up 84 points. The NASDAQ back in the black. It is ahead 16. And right now the S&P 500 holding on to a four-point gain. Las Vegas is about to get more competition for gambling dollars. The Supreme Court opened the door for state to allow betting on sporting events, siding with New Jersey in a case that invalidated a 1992 law prohibiting wagers in most of the U.S. The court agreed with New Jersey that the federal law was an intrusion into states' rights to regulate activity within their borders, and legalized sports betting could start to appear in other states in the coming months. Chili's is the latest retailer to be impacted by a data breach. Parent company of the restaurant chain Brinker International said customer credit and debit card information has been compromised in some Chili's restaurants. It did not say how many people were impacted, but said no social security numbers or dates of birth or anything like that was compromised because Chili's doesn't collect that. I'm Bruce Vail with your money now on 1500 ESPN.
3: All right, thank you very much, Mr. Vale. In about one hour, we are going to revisit you and get your report. Thanks a lot for that Monday report. Hey, GL, we got a lot of stuff going on uh, this uh, at this radio station. And if you, it's Monday afternoon, so check this out. I want to give you some information about uh, an event. The Crohn's and Colitis Foundation. Who do life?
4: Dancing
1: Garage, larger segment
2: number eight. Here's John Height. Thanks, Joe. It's cloudy and 74 degrees. This update brought to you by Robert W. Baird and Company. Twins Mariners playing a makeup game tonight down at Target Field. Jake Rizzi against Wade LeBlanc. In all, the homestand uh, will feature nine games tonight, then two against St. Louis, a day off, then three against Milwaukee and three against Ron Gardenhire's Detroit Tigers.
0: And because of the circumstances tonight, they'll wait out every bit of rain, won't they? Yeah, they got to get this done. Yeah. Well,
1: what's weird too, they have an off day on
3: Thursday, Thursday,
1: so they would have had two this week had this game not been made up. Which, yeah, yeah. okay. <laughs> Hutchinson
2: Community College guard Devante Bandu, who was planning to announce his college decision this afternoon, is signing with Baylor, according to Hutchinson News. Bandu, oh, but the Gopher holders are mad, aren't they? Bandu is a six foot three, one hundred ninety five pound Toronto native. He took an official visit to the Gophers over the weekend. His final schools to choose from were Minnesota, South Carolina, Kansas State, and Baylor. Uh, he has decided on playing with Baylor. News notes from today, a bill increasing fines and penalties for protesters who block freeways, transit lines and airports now headed to Governor Dayton's desk after clearing the Minnesota legislature. The proposal passed the Republican-controlled Senate today. It would hit protesters with up to a year in jail and a $3,000 fine if convicted of blocking traffic during protests. The effort to crack down on disruptive demonstrations started last year in response to months of protests over officer-involved shootings that clogged interstate traffic. Supporters say increasing penalties from a misdemeanor to a gross misdemeanor would improve public safety. The bill passed on a 40 to 27 vote over Democrats' objections that it would stifle free speech. The governor has expressed some openness to the proposal, but he's also derided it as a non-issue.
3: And they should also have wording in there that there's a no-mercy rule. We, We can't undo these charges. You're stuck with them if you
2: do it. A Douglas County man injured at a bar on May 5th has died two days after he was released from the hospital. A release from the Douglas County Sheriff's Department says 46-year-old Stephen Halinski of rural Alexandria was pronounced dead at the scene yesterday after authorities responded to a 911 call reporting a medical situation at his residence. He was airlifted to the hospital on May 5th after he was reportedly found on the sidewalk bleeding from the nose and ear at the Muddy Foot Bar in Ferrata. Authorities responded to the report of an assault at the bar at about 12.56 a.m., The release states Helensky was unresponsive and not breathing when first responses arrived at his residence Sunday. His body transported to the Midwest Medical Examiner's Office for an autopsy. According to the release, authorities will continue to investigate the original report of an assault. Witnesses continue to be interviewed and search warrants have been executed. Anyone with info on the matter is asked to call the Douglas County Sheriff's Office. First Lady Melania Trump underwent kidney surgery today at Walter Reed National Military Medical Center near Washington. Trump had been experiencing an issue with her kidney that her office described as benign but requiring medical attention. She turned 48 last month, entered Walter Reed in nearby Bethesda, Maryland this morning, is expected to remain hospitalized for several days following the operation, that according to a statement from her communications director, Stephanie Grisham, she is the first U.S. First Lady to undergo a serious medical procedure while in the White House since Nancy Carter had a mastectomy in October of 1987. There is no Nancy Carter. Uh, Nancy Reagan, I'm you sorry. Did yeah. I say Nancy Carter? Mm-hmm. Nancy Reagan. Rosalind Carter, underwent surgery to remove a benign lump from her breast in April of 1977. Weeks after Betty Ford became first lady, she was diagnosed with breast cancer and underwent surgery in September of 1974. Well, there might have been a Nancy Carter, just not well, yeah. one that was first lady. You think Don will go over to the hospital and fluff up her pillow? Ah, uh, boy, I'm not. Uh, I'm not so sure. That's read to her or something like that. Bring her some candy. He did uh, spend the time during the surgery at the at the White House, according <laughs> to this person. Right, right. Well, so what if
0: she said, "Hey, why don't you stay at work? Yeah, stay, stay at work." That's probably the way at work, Chris. Right. You're right. Well, you
3: know, honey, she, honey,
0: you got a lot on your plate. I mean, you're moving to an embassy in Jerusalem. Don't worry about me. <laughs> she <laughs> says that, but then she's looking at her watch. Going, I wonder
2: why he's not here already. <laughs> Ah, uh, boy! This I uh, remember Malaysia Airlines Flight 370, the one that disappeared. Yeah, mm-hmm. we we have uh, what no. what everybody thinks is the theory now of what actually happened. All right, I don't like it. The captain of doomed Malaysia Airlines Flight 370 selected a route that would effectively render the plane invisible on radar in order to commit suicide, according to experts. He says, okay. The suspicion that MH370 Captain Zahari Ahmad Shah was attempting suicide was agreed upon, according to aviation experts who took part in a panel discussion in Australia. The uh, Transportation Safety Board of Canada member Larry Vance, senior investigator, said he was killing himself. Unfortunately, he was killing everybody else on board, and he did it deliberately. Shah somehow managed to cut all communication systems and then dip in and out of Malaysian and Thai airspace, and eventually flew over his own hometown, Penang. When did this... This is getting to be, what, five years four ago? Four years, yeah, it was four years four ago. Four years ago?
4: Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: according uh, to... Uh,
3: yeah. How does that solve the fact that they couldn't find it?
2: Well, they have found pieces. Okay. They found pieces, but they just have never found the final resting place. So the theory is he
0: smoked it into a mountain or what, John? No,
2: into the ocean. Oh Bo- Boeing seven. S- I don't want a suicidal pilot.
0: No, but that's the second one that's come, Remember the German oh, guy? God, oh God, that's
2: right. Yes. There was also one in 1999. As I read this story, uh, an Egyptian fellow who. I'm done flying. I'm
0: not flying any Malaysian Airlines flights. <laughs> what if you get really killer first class
4: service?
2: Maybe okay. the yeah. experts argued that Shah flew the plane 115 miles longer than he originally thought. Uh, According to the experts, he pointed to a piece of evidence recovered on a French island off Africa. Officials said previously the theory of the plane nosediving into the water was the likely ending scenario for the airliner. Most of the wreckage has never been found. No bodies have been recovered. The flight disappeared March 8, 2014, while en route from Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia, to Beijing with 239 people on board. No transmissions received from the aircraft after its first 38 minutes in the air. Officials think the plane crashed somewhere in the southern Indian Ocean. The story that it had a great ending when things could have ended terribly. Police in central Oregon found a missing toddler naked and covered in dirt after his dad, who was allegedly on drugs, left him in the woods, oh, according to police. That's great. The father, 25-year-old Brandon Bluen of Ohio, has been charged with criminal mistreatment, child neglect, endangering the welfare of a child, and assault after the six-hour search into Shutes County in Oregon. Deschutes County deputies responded to a home south of Bend about 6:17 in the morning last Thursday after a 911 caller said a man had come out of the woods and was on his property asking for law enforcement. The man, Bluen, told deputies he and an 18-year-old woman and their one-year-old son, Bradley Michael Thomas, had been staying in a vehicle in the forest. Mm. The woman at some point walked away, leaving Bluen to care for Bradley. Bluen said he waited for her to come back and then took the child with him to look for her. During a search through the wooded area, the man said he put the boy down in the forest and left him. The sheriff's office said Bluen, is believed to have been under the influence of a controlled substance when he made that choice to set him down and walk away. Sheriff's office launched a massive rescue operation with neighboring jurisdictions, describing it as a race against time, and found the boy using resources including ground and horseback searchers, drones, and helicopters. The boy was found naked, lying in the dirt about a mile from the family's car. Detective Doug Jackson, who found the child along with a Sar- uh, sheriff sergeant, told the Oregonian he was about, among about 50 people searching for oh. the boy. And the kid's okay. The kid is fine, yeah. yeah. He yeah. just saddled with a bad dad. That's correct. Bad yeah, parents, does. yeah. Well, a semi-trailer truck. Hauling- you know, a kid doesn't
0: sign up for living out of a car. Uh, no. Yeah, no. no.
2: No. Especially
0: when mom and dad are getting high. Right. And then all their teeth are falling out because of the mask, hmm. you know. Well, but you know, the the silver lining is this kid is probably going to get placed in a decent. I would hole. hope so. Yeah. I, I'd be worried about ticks, too. I hope they check him for ticks.
2: <laughs> right. <laughs> a semi trailer truck hauling $800,000 worth of dimes crashed last week into a guardrail on an interstate near Las Vegas. Man, that's a lot of dimes. Spilling thousands of coins on the side of the road. State troopers established a crime scene so a recovery team could collect all the money. The Nevada Highway Patrol said the truck was heading south on I-15, about 50 miles from Las Vegas, when it hit a guardrail. KSNV Television reported the truck was hauling the money under contract with the U.S. Treasury Department when it dumped the load and several bags split open. Uh, both were taken, driver and passenger, taken to a hospital. Their injuries not considered life-threatening. You want an inside text about the airline business? Sure.
0: Yep. <coughs> Uh, An engineer for Boeing is uh, known to members of my family. Mm -hmm. And he said about five years ago that what happens to modern aircraft, the modern aircraft has so many redundancies that the only way they could go down would be suicide purposefully. Really? Mm -hmm. That's
3: from uh, your friend at the airport? Yep. Yep.
2: That would appear to be what uh, these experts are saying about the Malaysians. Mm -hmm. So, okay. Wouldn't there have been a second pilot in that f- particular flight? That's a good point. Uh, you would assume so. But they have no way. Of, their they don't the know what event. happened because they had no transmissions once the plane took off. Well, And the suicidal pilot could have taken him out. He could have yep. taken him out right yep. away. Yep. All right. Exactly. Dave Dahl. 375.
0: This guy has seen more urban wildlife than a DNR field agent with a
1: Ph.D., Joe Souchere. Here's Dave Dahl. Joe, we're at 74 degrees, may eke out one more degree before these clouds and showers kind of take over. Uh, Scattered showers are across the northern parts of the metro and also just entering the southwestern sections of the Twin Cities. I think we're going to see these showers spread over the metro here over the next hour or so. So it's going to be kind of a wet evening, and then gradually tapering off after that. I would think after 7.30 or 8, we should be pretty much out of the showers. And overnight tonight, the skies will actually clear after midnight, down to 56, so mild overnight low. Tomorrow, back up on the warm side, back up to 80 for the high. 84 on Wednesday, stays dry Tuesday and Wednesday. And then some more showers start to develop late Thursday. Thursday's high, still warm at 80. Showers and a few thunderstorms for Friday and 78, and then 67 Saturday, that's the coolest day of the weekend, Uh, it warms back up to 70 for the high with partly cloudy skies on Sunday, and then next week, starting early, 76 on Monday. So today, Joe, going for another degree or so up to 75 with those scattered showers for a couple of hours, they'll last through about 8 p.m. tonight. And I've got the records for the day. May 14. 98 on this date. 98. In 2013. In 2013. 32. 32. Wow. 1907. 1907. Thank you. Thank you, Joe.
0: Check this out. What you got, brah? You mean to tell me. What you got? A Minneapolis area school bus driver is accused of texting while driving and uh, looking up jokes on her cell phone. What? 39-year-old Brenda Karsten is charged in an County district court with more than a dozen misdemeanor and gross misdemeanor charges of child endangerment. Her first court appearance is June 6th. June 6th, okay. Authorities say the charges stem from a video and audio taken on the bus in Blaine on Feb six, showing Karsten driving erratically and children moving around on the bus while it was on the road. Karsten allegedly had both hands off the steering wheel and was looking up your mama jokes. (laughs) (laughs) Your mama jokes. Uh At one point, authorities say, she handed the cell phone to a student to read the jokes over the bus intercom. Why don't we try to recreate this now? Check this out. We're on a school bus. I'm your fun school bus driver. I'm gonna right. hand you uh uh rookie, I'm gonna hand you my cell phone and you read the kids some your mama jokes that I just looked up with my hands off the wheel and went through about four red lights. Okay, so I'm gonna be I'm gonna be the guy You're the student that she's handed the phone to. I'm gonna try to create a uh, uh like a walkie talkie uh, intercom. What's a, the bus intercom? Yeah, I wanna hear some your mama jokes.
2: Oh, uh, how's this?
3: That's good. Is this good? Yeah. Hey, kids, your mom is so fat and old. When God said, let there be light, he asked your mother to move
0: out of the way. All
3: right. Here we go. Here's the next one.
0: Read another one, rookie, for the hey, kids. Hey,
3: kids, hey, gather around here, kids. Uh, you in the back, sit down. Hey, your mom is so fat that when she fell, no one was laughing, but the ground was cracking up. <laughs>
0: Okay. All right, you want this another is what one? The school bus driver was looking up. Yeah. Right, okay.
3: Here you go. Uh, here you go, kids. Sit down on the bus, remembering. Your mama is so fat, when she sat on Walmart, she
0: lowered the prices. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> are okay. all your mama jokes based on obesity?
3: Uh, these are the feathers. Oh, wait. Hang on. There's an ugly one. There's an ugly one. Hang well, on. I'll do that one. Hey, kids, listen to this one. This one's an ugly one, so we're going to switch off the beaten path here. Your mama is so ugly, when she tried to join an ugly contest, they said, sorry, no professionals. <laughs> so she tried to join an ugly contest, I got it. Contest, yeah, I got, I got. and then, uh, let's see.
4: Uh, to okay, here's
3: another, here's another fat one. All right, kids, listen up to this one. Your mama is so fat, yeah. when she got on the scale, it said... I need your weight, not your phone number. <laughs> See cuz it would be a large, a, large be number. a lot of numbers. Uh let me go to page 2 here. Here we go. Your mama. Oh. <laughs> your mama is so stupid. Yeah. She put two quarters in her ears and thought she was listening to 50 cent.
0: <laughs> you get it? Sorry, you brought it up. I don't know what disturbs me more that the 36 year old female school bus driver was driving erratically or that she thought your mama jokes were funny. Your mama is so
3: stupid. Yeah. How stupid is she? She took a ruler to bed to see how long she slept. Now, you know what that is? Yeah. That's dumb. Yeah, goodbye. Your mama's so fat when I told her to touch her toes, she said, where are those?
4: Go ahead, man.
0: Hey, when you're filling up your gas tank in your car... Yeah. And let's say it comes to $40.82. Yeah. you try to get it up to $41? Yes. Round it up. Yes. Yeah, you have to. Uh, apparently, we're not supposed to do that, and I'm a car guy, and I didn't know that. What? Uh, this is a story out of Atlanta. Uh, Does it have uh, to do with topping off? It ha- yeah. It happens when the gas nozzle clicks to tell us the tank is full. Many drivers try to squeeze a few extra drops into the tank. That could damage your car. Hmm. Uh, Your vehicle comes with an evaporative emission system that collects gas fumes to keep them from leaking into the environment. When you squeeze added fuel into your tank, it can force liquid gasoline into the evaporative emission system rather than fumes. Damage to the EVAP can cause uh, cause you to fail an emission test, and replacing it can cost you a grand or more. I don't think it's a problem when you're squeezing in another four cents. Or I'll have whatever. to try not to rain. Man just don't there. try to squeeze in three more dollars. Definitely, definitely not. Fifteen hundred ESPN okay is forty two twenty three. KSTP <laughs> forty two twenty three. Saint Paul, Minneapolis. Seventy
3: three degrees. Seventy three. Seventy three.